0: Well good afternoon everyone, welcome to church. How many of you are happy to be over here this afternoon? That's awesome, that's awesome. You know you can make make a joyful noise in the house of God, right? You know you don't have to worry about what this person is going to think about my shriek or my scream or how I sound, even if it's off, even if I have an off clap. But you know you are welcomed and appreciated by your God, right? Thanks, <laughs> You know, we 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 you know, sometimes... Sorry, I was hoping that sound doesn't come. You know, sometimes uh, we get into this mode where we encourage everyone to be who you're called to be. You have an identity in Christ and you can be yourself. And, and we, we, we tend to become that person for a while and then when, when, when it dies down, we feel like, oh, okay, listen, no one's doing it right now, so let me not open my mouth, let me not clap, let me not shout and do it, because I don't, don't want to be the awkward one out. I don't want to look like the person who's left out. Listen, listen, we need to practice over here what we're going to be doing in heaven 24-7. You know? Imagine, imagine if you're in heaven with all the angels you're with, you know you're with. Uh, 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 I was gonna say Michelangelo. <laughs> you're with you're with Gabriel and, and Michael and all of them, and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? Should I lift my hand? No wings? Should I lift my hands like them? Or what do I do? Do I do I do I praise and worship God like them? Or what should I do? Listen over there. No one needs to tell you because you are so much in awe with who is standing before you, that you wanna do it 24 seven. But we fail to understand that just because we don't see God, it doesn't mean that he's not around us 24 seven. His presence is always around us. You know, and a person person who came to speak at a school that we were running many years ago, the sentence didn't make sense, but this is how he said it. He said, because it's concerning God, I don't even care if it doesn't make sense. There needs to be an awareness of his thereness. There needs to be constantly an awareness of his thereness. I am constantly aware that my God, even on my worst day, is around me. My husband or my wife or my children may not be around me, they may be in another part of the world. But my God is around me, which gives me that moment and that opportunity to be joyful and make a joyful sound anyway. You know, one expression that we've taken for granted, one expression that we've used very well and an expression that we've misused is this expression. Thank God. By the way, that's the title of my message. You know, we say, you know, one of the first great expressions of thank God I've used in my life. There have been many, but one of the, the best, the most meaningful is, thank God I got saved. Thank God I gave my life to God. I gave my life to Jesus. Because if I didn't, I don't know what would have happened with this life. That God bless me with thank God for my wife thank God for God blessing me with an amazing wife blessing me with great children amazing children thank God and then we use you know, thank God for the opportunity thank God for that job thank God for that healing and then we use it the other way thank God this person didn't come for that function yesterday <laughs> you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about I'm with, listen, 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 okay? I'm not some Holy Joe saint out over here. I'm here with you. Thank God we don't see eye to eye. You know, we, 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 you know, we, we use this expression in, in such a wrong way at times and we bring God in and God is like, why are you bringing me into a mess? Thank God we don't see eye to eye. Thank God when I was walking down the road, he, he or she crossed the other way. You know, we use this expression, but you know Psalm 34, Psalm 34 echoes this this expression of thank God throughout, Psalm 34. You know, Psalm 34 is a psalm of David. He wrote down this psalm when he was going through a difficult, dangerous time when he was threatened, you know. David writes this psalm. Now, Saul was a failure, he was king. He was a failure, just giving you a nutshell version. He was a failure. And then the right person to take on and become king from Saul was David. You know, Saul was jealous. Saul was jealous about David because all the followers that Saul had now were were being attracted to David. They were showing him favor, and Saul was losing out on that echo of his followers. You know, Saul, you are amazing. You are absolutely great. You are so good. And all of that was going to David. And then David hears from Jonathan, Saul's son, that David's life is in danger, and David flees. He runs away, but where does he run away? He runs away to Philistia and people recognize him over there. He runs away right into enemy camp, enemy territory, and people recognize him and be like, hey, this is the guy who brought down our warrior. This is the Jewish warrior who brought down Goliath. This is the same guy. When Saul was gonna give his daughter, Michal to David to get married, Saul said, it's not going to happen unless and until he killed 100 Philistine soldiers. And so now these people remember all of these things. These people remember all of these things and they're like, hey, this guy David is in our camp. He, listen, you, might be a fool, you must be a fool to go back into enemy territory. But, 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 it's there that God delivers him. And throughout you know it's 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 more like those close call situation and many of us have those close calls in our lives have you seen those videos where you know a person just walks under the pavement and a car just drives past and crashes into a store have you seen those you know a, a child just walks ahead of a tree and the tree just falls you know those close call moments and Psalm 34 is that some of this expression of thank God and those close call moments. Why I say close call moments? Because David was just out there acting like a madman. And the king said, the king could have easily killed him and said, do away with this guy. But the king said, I don't want this madman coming to our house. That's a close call moment. And I want to read very quickly from verses 1 to 22. This is what it says. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. When? Sometimes. His praise will? Again. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the, let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. David is referring to himself. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him, and He delivers them. How many of you love this verse? How many of you love, uh, have it on a wall hanging, on your car, on your phone? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in Him. Fear the Lord, you His holy people, for those who fear Him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will, teach you the, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good, many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous crowd and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their trouble. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and, and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. How many of you honestly have troubles today? Few of you. Few of you, it's fine. Let me ask you once again, how many of you have troubles? That's a promise for you right over there. The Lord will deliver you from all of them. He will deliver you from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. But no one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Have any of you ever had a close call? I'm pretty sure a lot of you might have had. You know, the kind of experience where if one detail, one small detail would have been different, someone would have been seriously hurt or killed. What do you do or say in a moment like that when you've had those close calls? What comes out of your mouth when you know that the Lord has just saved you from a very serious situation that god just saved you from something that could have been far worse you pray a little differently afterwards for some time you pray a little differently thank god you know it could have been a lot worse thank god thank god thank god and then after a moment god did it god did it. language changes you know language changes we, for 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 a lot of us we fail to acknowledge it time and again. We fail to acknowledge it time and again. You know? A lot of people in the Bible, a lot of people in the Bible experience great breakthrough and victory because of remembering what God did for them in the past. There are some instances where God said, Don't don't look at the past. We don't look at the past to to desire the same breakthrough and the same victory we look to the past to re- remind ourselves that's what god did but god is more than able to do that again in a completely different way you know and it's very important for us to acknowledge it's very important for us to, very very important for us to acknowledge what god has done what God has done. The day I said yes to Jesus, it's very important for me to acknowledge what God has done and say thank God. And then for a short moment, you know, for a short moment in time, we pray differently, we sing differently, you know, from one hand going up, both hands go up, you know, and then gradually one hand comes down and then the other hand comes down and then we wait for the next breakthrough to see when the other hand comes up so that both hands can come up. No, no, no. Thank God in every situation at all times. You're going through trouble today? God is more than able to deliver you from all of them. You know, there's something about tasting the deliverance of God that gives you spiritual eyesight to see life differently. You know, Psalm 34 is a song of gratitude when God brings you out of a close call moment. You know, the Psalms have a song for every season of life and they capture what we are thinking and what we're feeling. They point us upwards towards biblical thinking and worship of God. In every season, the Psalms help us to be honest with what we feel but to turn, but to turn us to where the real hope is. And so today I just want to share six simple points with you. You can call it taste and see statements. You know, I wanna, make, I wanna make Psalm 34 very personal and practical for you. And my encouragement to you would be to go back and study the Psalm, go through the Psalm for yourself because God speaks differently to each and every one of us. You know, and uh, I, really, I really encourage you, I really encourage you to go back home and study the Psalm for yourself. And even as I say, and I go over these six points, these six statements, my prayers that would help you today and in the future as well. The first one is, God is awesome. God is awesome. You know, how many of you remember that anthem? Man, that was my favorite anthem in the day. Ah, God. Is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. This is like a church choir. How many of you have heard the metal version of this song? Huh? With some distortion and, you know. Come on, sing it like you mean it. God is <laughs> <laughs> But imagine, imagine, okay, imagine this. Look at, put, your, put, your, put yourself in David's shoes for a moment. He's running away. He's running away. His life is in danger. He's fearful what's going to happen to him. What a fool. He starts by rejoicing and praising God. He starts by saying, my God is an awesome God. How many of us do that? Okay, okay, wait. How many of us did that? All of us, I'm pretty sure. How many of of us did that back in the day? How many of us do that now? I'm not expecting an answer. I'm as human as all of you are. But this is the first thing that he does. He lifts up a shout of joy and says, my God is awesome. There is nothing that my God cannot do. I know right now that I'm troubled. My thoughts are not in the right place. But I know that my God, who delivered me from from a whole lot of things in the past, who brought Goliath down in front of me when other people said, I'm tiny, I'm little, I'm small, I'm a shepherd boy. If my God could do all of those things, I can confidently say right now in this present moment that my God is awesome. The second thing we see from verses 4 to 7 is that he can do it. God alone can do it. You know, David wants us to see that God is able to powerfully help those who put their hope in him. Who put their hope in him. David has felt, David has felt that the spiritual confidence that he has comes from trusting the Lord. Comes from trusting God and trusting him alone. You know, many a times we think that we can do so many things in life, and that's good. It's good when you understand and you realize that those things that you, can do is, those things that you can do in life is through the power of God moving in you. But when you think that you can do those things in life out of the power and will of God, I want you to know that you will fail. Right now you may be sitting over here and you're trying to figure out there's something that you're dealing with and you you're trying to figure out how is it going to happen what is going to happen i want you to know that your god is more than able to do it he can and he will do it because he cares for you and he loves you more than you know and not only that god wants you to know that you are a lot stronger than you think you are god didn't create a nobody god did not create an ordinary person God created you and me to do extraordinary things. God created you and me to be his brilliance on display. God created you and me to be that light where people are in darkness and they can't see further than themselves. God created you to show people where they need to go, how they need to go, how to get out of that mess, because you know that God can and God will. He can do it. He can do it. The third thing is he is good all the time. He is good all the time. Verse 8, it's a verse that we love. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Unless and until you come, I've said this before, but unless and until you come and you make, a, you make that decision for yourself, I can tell you this is great. This is an absolutely amazing drink. You know, it tastes so good, I, 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 I vouch for it. It could be the, the most bitter drink you'd ever taste. But my taste buds and your taste buds are different. But unless and until you taste it, you will not know what I'm talking about. I can tell you poison is absolutely amazing. And only then when you taste it, you probably might have never heard about poison. Only then when you taste it, you would, you would you, it would take time or maybe I don't know, you would know I'm lying. I'm lying. It may seem like a joke. But unless and until you you take that step and you are intentional about wanting to taste and see that the Lord is good, it will only be stories from what you hear about other people. Revelation from God to someone is only knowledge to you. Revelation from God for someone else is knowledge to you. God wants to give you your own revelation. How many of you read the Bible? You know what the Bible is, right? The Word of God. We believe that we call it be a word-based church. Okay, I really believe that the Bible, as for us as a community, is the foundation from the foundation that our lives are set on, based on, and from where we do everything. You know, if you open up your Bible, you will know what God wants to say to you. You will, you will, you, if you open up your Bible, you will know that God wants to speak to you, and He will speak to you. You know, in the Bible, there are... Do you think God wants to bless you? Do you think God wants to bless you? In the Bible, there are over 7,700 promises. 7,700 promises. You know, we often say, God's not speaking to me. He's not because you haven't opened your Bible. I'm saying something. God's not speaking to me. That's a lie of the enemy. There are over 7,700 promises that can take you 365 days a year for the next 21 years of your life. Oh wow, I didn't think of it that way. 7,700 promises that if you read every day, you claim those promises, you speak those promises, you declare and you proclaim those promises in your life, you can do that for every single day for the next 21 years of your life. Do you think God still wants to bless you? He does. The more closer you draw to Him, the more you will see how beautiful He is. And the more you see how beautiful He is, the more you will not want to take a step back. Because you taste and 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 you experience the goodness of God every single day of your life. He is good all the time. He is good all the time. Does any one of you take a sip of your favorite drink and throw the next the remaining glass or can in a bin? No, right? You like to finish it. Because when you when you take a sip of something that you're craving, it wants you to, it, it, it it makes you crave for more. But this is much better than that. When you come into, when you align your daily routine into that pattern of God, I want to taste and see how good you are today. I want to see how beautiful you are. I want to experience it not right now, not only right now in this five or ten minutes, but throughout this day. And you build on that every single day. You will see that God is good all the time in each and every situation. Fourth one, his ways always work. His ways always work. You know, people around you may say, this is not going to work, that's not going to work. And they're telling you out of, out of goodwill, you know, with good intentions. But when you put something in God's hands and say, God, I'm not capable. I don't know any better than this. But I know that you're with me. Always, when I'm down, when, I'm ho- when, 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 when I don't have hope, when I don't have anything to take me from where I am to where I need to be, I know you are there. And so I want to give this completely into your hands, knowing that you will bring out something good. His ways always work. His ways always work. Even if it's the most difficult thing to do, surrender is very, it, it's a very difficult thing. You know, to let go is a very difficult thing. But once you do that, you free yourself. You free yourself from what you're bound to. You free yourself knowing that now I'm absolutely, uh, knowing, knowing now I have nothing that I'm attached to. I've given it to God. The only thing that I have right now is God. And if God is all I have, I have all I need. At times you may think God's ignoring you. You may think a lot of times God's ignoring you. You know, one of the beauties of moments of deliverance, hear this out very clearly, one of the beauties of moments of deliverance is the reminder, is the reminder, the constant reminder that God hears the cry of those who need him. God always hears the cry of those who need him. You know, there's an, this is an important truth to remember because most of our lives are, are spent waiting on God to act. And we could be tempted to think that God is not listening or that he's ignoring our cries for help. Therefore, on the heels of a great victory, David reminds those who read this psalm that God does really listen. He says, God is not ignorant of what is happening in your life. He sees, He knows, He does indeed hear the cry of your heart. God knows what what the unrighteous have done and He's against those who do evil. Judgment will come. Judgment will come. God takes your prayer seriously and He's able to give you the strength and the power to be free. God is near to those who are brokenhearted. And he saves the crushed in spirit. Today you may be at that place and you're thinking, God, I can't see anything happening with my family. More than that family being important, more, more, more than that, that, that situation being important to you, it matters more to your God. God, I've been struggling for so long. People have cheated me. People have taken money away from me. Judgment does not come from us. Judgment comes from God. And time and again, he's saying to each and every one of us, I see you. I see you. I don't only see you, I'm here with you. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. This is already taken care of by me. He sees you. He's not ignoring you. At times, you may feel like, God, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? I'm, I'm not getting any younger. I'm not getting any younger. I'm becoming older and older and older. 15, 16 years is nothing for God to add it to the back of your life in order to fulfill your God given destiny. Yeah. If God feels you're not done yet, 15, adding 15, 12, 15, 20 years extra to your life is nothing for God in order for you to fulfill your God given destiny. The last thing, He is our ultimate hope. He is our ultimate hope. The Bible says in 34 19, Many are the afflictions of the unrighteous, many are the, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him or her out of them all. He is our ultimate hope. You know, David looks past the present circumstances and even beyond that itself to the deliverance that God will personally bring. David uses this single instance of God's help as a platform to acknowledge that life is filled with many, many difficulties. Yet he also knows that God in the end will deliver, will deliver each and every one of us out of them all. Out of them all. You know, my encouragement to you is to, as I said, to go back and read this psalm again. Read this psalm again and bring back those memories where you are truly thankful to God. Bring back those those memories that you are truly thankful to God for. And allow that to be a base. Allow that to be a, a foundation where you start from daily. Where you start from daily. You know, the word of God is important, but we need to put the word to action as well. Let us not be a bunch of people who misuse God's name. Take God's name in Wayne. I mean, I love Wayne. okay <laughs> Not that wayne. You know? Let us not be a bunch of people who misuse God's name and, and be blasphemous and just uh, say things for granted, take things for granted. you know? Like, oh thank God, this, thank God that thing. no, no, no. But let us, set up, let, us, let, us, let us set a foundation, let us set a base from where every single day we're able to thank God. We're able to thank God freely. You know, every morning, every morning with, with God as my witness, the moment I open up my eyes, I say, thank you, Jesus. Why? Because God has found me worthy enough to see another day. I don't really know how many people today might have not been given that privilege but the very fact that, we, that, that we've been given it shows that there's much work to be done. That thanking God is not just for yourself. It's for what God is doing through you and for the people around you as well, where you're able to say, thank God. Can we all stand? Father, we just come before you today. And we're truly thankful. We're truly thankful for everything that you've done for us. We're thankful that if it wasn't wasn't for you, we wouldn't have been here today. We might have been doing something else. We don't really know. But we wouldn't have been experiencing the goodness of God, the love, peace, and so much that your kingdom has to offer if it wasn't for you. And today, Lord, we just come before you and we just pray and we ask, Lord, that you'd help us to identify those moments daily. Like David, even right now in those difficult situations, we would be able to look to you and say, our God is awesome. I'm going to raise, I'm going to raise a shout. I'm going to raise a hallelujah. I'm going to raise a shout of praise in this difficult situation because my God is awesome. We know, Lord, that you know the right things. We know that you know all the things that that have to be done for us. We know that you are so mindful of us and our hope is in you, knowing that you will never fail us. So I just pray, Lord, a blessing over every person in this community, in our family, whatever their need is. I just pray and declare breakthrough and victory, believing, Lord, that greater things are to come. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. We pray that we all would have a phenomenal week. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen, amen, amen.